Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Get off your cell phones. Pay attention. I tell you, you start counting five like a sucker. All right, welcome back to another episode of Mindful Mayhem. I'm your host, Cody Tucker. As always, be sure to like and subscribe. So before we get started, uh, I'll start by saying that on March 11th, I will be performing stand-up at the Rose City Comedy Club in Tyler, Texas. So if you're not doing anything on March 11th, come out, show some support, have a few laughs. Should be a pretty good time. So that's March 11th, Rose City Comedy Club, Tyler, Texas. Um, unless we all get blown the fuck up before then. Uh, so, I mean, if anyone doesn't know what the hell's going on right now, fucking, you know, power to you because I wish I was just oblivious. And in most cases, I am fucking oblivious. I'm usually oblivious to everything that's going on. Uh, and I like it to be that way, but it is damn near impossible to not like every time I get on my phone, I'm immediately seeing just fucking chaos and apartment buildings getting blown up, uh, people crying. Like, it's like the fucking, I mean, it is rough. It is fucking rough. And I know that last week I did say that I thought Vladimir Putin seemed like a pretty cool dude. Probably should have thought about that before I said that. Um, but also I need to say that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't, like, 90% of the things I say, I don't know that I'm saying them as I'm saying them. <laughs> like, I start talking before I realize that there are things coming out. So... It's probably not a good idea to be recording what I'm saying and putting it out publicly. Um, but to go back to my point, I'm also a fucking idiot. So um, whenever I said Vladimir Putin seemed like a cool dude, I'm not necessarily talking about like his you know geopolitics because I don't know shit about that. I'm talking about the fact that he takes karate classes with little kids. He, um, you know, rides horses. He fucking saved a goddamn flock of cranes. By kind of dressing like one and getting in a hang glider. That's the shit I'm talking about. That's the shit where, like, if I were the dictator of a country, which I do plan to be, um, that's the kind of shit I would do. So all the good shit, I would not invade the Ukraine or any country. Maybe Louisiana. But that's about it, really. Like, I would do all the good shit, none of the bad shit. That is, like, that will be my campaign slogan. Cody Tucker for dictator. All the good shit, none of the bad shit. So when you go vote, keep it in mind that I will not invade the Ukraine. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I mean, it is, it's like, I mean, you know, jokes aside, it's fucking rough. 
Like, it is hard to, in 2022, right? 2021? 2022. Get on your phone and see, like, you know, that shit. To see, like, a bunch of train stations where, like, men are getting just stripped away from their family because they're like, hey, grab, see that fucking gun? Grab it. You're in the army now. Like, you know, I mean, it's hard to believe that that's the kind of shit that's happening today. Like right now, right now, as I'm pissing into the wind, there are thousands of people my age who are getting like, who, you know, may have like a two-year-old, uh, say goodbye to your two-year-old. Here's your gun. Good luck. That's fucking wild. So also we should be pretty fucking appreciative. And look, America in a lot of ways fucking sucks. You don't have to be a historian to look back and say, like, ooh, we have done some horrible shit. The reason why most of, pretty much all countries south of Texas, the reason why they're not doing so good is because of us. Uh, Because we like to meddle with people's shit and make things way worse. We're like, basically, we're like a five-year-old who's trying to help their mom clean up, and they end up just spilling bleach all over the fucking carpet. But the five-year-old at least had good intentions because he's trying to help. We are like, hey, I wonder what would happen if we just poured bleach all over this carpet, and then we do it, and then we don't apologize. (laughs) So, yeah, we just blame it on the dog. I, I mean, it is... Now, I don't know, like, I mean, I don't know why Russia invaded the Ukraine. I don't know. I could probably research it and look it up, but I'm also really lazy. Just doing this takes a fucking, I mean, like, I'm going to take a three-hour nap after this because of how much work this is to me. (laughs) So, researching... What I assume is a vast history of Russian-Ukrainian relations, probably not going to happen. I, if someone wants to like explain it to me within like a five-minute, you know, cut up. Okay, there we go. I'll do that. But you know, I cannot be expected to look up things on my own. I just know that from the little bit that I know, the Ukraine does not seem like they've done anything bad. Um, Russia seems like they've done a lot of bad. So I'm sticking with the Ukraine on this. That may, I I don't even know. I mean, I assume that that's, you know, what most people believe, but also, I don't know. It's just a lot of shit. That's a lot. And then, okay. So I do have a tendency to spread misinformation to the people that I consider my loved ones. In the hopes that they also spread that misinformation. And it's just fun to me. I probably shouldn't be doing that anymore because it's getting wild. But I did read. So anytime that news involving this person happens, I immediately get alerted for it. Um, Steven Seagal. (laughs) I bet that's not the name you're thinking, I would say. Steven Seagal. There was a report that came out that he had joined the Russian military. Um, turns out that that is not true. 
He did not join the Russian military. He is really good friends with Vladimir Putin and lives, I believe, lives in Russia or Belarus, something like that. I think he, no, I'm pretty sure he lives in Russia and teaches, like, fucking karate classes. Has, like, a dojo or something. <laughs> um, but when the report came out that he had joined the Russian military, I immediately after that saw where it got debunked. Now, the responsible thing <clears throat> would have been to not tell anybody about that because it turns out it was fake. That is not what I did. I told every person that I could think of. Hey, did you hear Steven Skull join the Russian military? What a piece of shit. <laughs> and I know it's fake. I don't give a fuck. I hate, 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 hate Steven Seagal so much. And I've been trying my hardest to set up a fucking full-on brawl with that fat piece of shit for a while now. And I haven't heard anything back. So I'm hoping that my spreading of misinformation about him will trigger something in him to come back home and take this ass whooping. Because you got one coming to you, you son of a bitch. Um, so, with that being said, did you know that Steven Seagal joined the Russian military? <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I'm, this is... I know sometimes it may be hard to tell whether I'm being serious or not. I am 100% serious about this. I have reached out. I've heard nothing. Which is not really that surprising because he's probably fucking scared. Which he... I mean, in general, 99% of the world should not be scared of a challenge to a fight with me because I can't fight. Don't know how. I've been in one fight and I got kicked in the back of the head and that was about the end of that. Um, I I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm terrified to get fight. If somebody like kind of, you know, does like a little jab at me, I will flinch. <sighs> Anyways, I'm a scared human being if in 99.9% .9 of cases. For some reason, I am not scared to fight Steven Seagal. He's actually one of the few people on the planet that I'm not afraid to fight. And he made his career being famous doing fighting. But he's not doing real fighting. He's doing this shit where he would like, you know, like, if you run to me, I can flip you over. No, you can't do shit. Um, so anyways, Steven Seagal, come back home. Take this colossal ass whooping. <laughs> um... And also, you know, don't join the Russian military. <laughs> Actually, I hope Steven Seagal really does join it. That's what they fucking need. Jesus Christ. We'll send fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme to the Ukrainian one. I don't know where Jean-Claude Van Damme is from. What, Belgium, I think? I don't know. But I feel like Jean-Claude can actually fucking fight Steven Seagal. <laughs> no. I'd cave his fucking face in. <laughs> it's going to be so funny when he beats the shit out of me. Because I do think that just one day he's going to show up. Like, I heard you were talking about me. Like, oh, fuck. And he is just going to fucking roundhouse my ass. Snap my arm. Just do that. <laughs> oh, well. So... I guess that's enough about, um, you know, the war in the fucking Eastern Europe. <sighs> Shit, good luck to everybody. I'll say that. Good luck to everyone in the Ukraine. I hope y'all fucking make it out. Because, I mean, it ain't looking good. And I know, the, like, the news was reporting it, like, 
you know, that Russia was met with stiff resistance. Yeah, and those people are fucking heroes. Not the Russians, like the Ukrainians who were like, hey, I could leave right now. Not. I'm fucking grabbing a gun, fucking slingshot, whatever the hell I got, and I'm going to do what I can. Those people are, you look, I'm scared. I'm scared of grasshoppers. Do you understand this? Like how fucking afraid I would be in that situation? Like there's no way. I'd just be like, fucking put me in jail if you have to. I mean, I'm I am going to be useless. Or strap me to the fucking front of a tank and just use me as a fucking a, a blubber shield. Because that's about all I'd be good for. These people are fucking heroes. And, you know. Not really exactly sure where that sentence was going, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's fucking nuts, and it's really sad. And I hope that they fucking goddamn, I hope they stone cold stun the shit out of Russia. <laughs> oh Jesus! So um, but yeah, that's enough about that. I mean, you came here for an escape, <laughs> uh. So finally, so I will leave that topic. So finally, um, baseball may be done. Thank God. Okay, so I I did play baseball as a kid. Um, I ran to third. I hit the ball, ran to third base two times in a row. <laughs> so I uh, was not getting you know recruited. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I was fucking terrible at baseball. I was also just a really fat kid. Baseball's not really meant for fat people. The last fat person who was good at baseball was Babe Ruth, and that was a fucking hundred years ago. And, you know, it was only white people who played. So, like, what competition did he really have? Um, yeah, so, but I've always hated baseball. I always thought it was so fucking boring. It's boring to watch. People are like, no, if you go in person, it's fun. Yeah, if you drink fucking, if you drink a 30-pack in the parking lot and then go, yeah, fucking, it's a blast. But also, I mean, you could sit there and just stare at a wall for an hour if you've had 30 beers and it's fun as shit. Um, baseball is not fun. It's a stupid sport that shouldn't exist. And... It may not exist anymore. <laughs> so, like, they're on a, a, another fucking lockout, which baseball seems like they do that. Apparently, this is the first one since 1995. I could have sworn there was a lockout, like, not that long ago with baseball. I mean, like, over 10 years ago, but still, like, maybe it was hockey. Because I think hockey had a lockout in 2006. I just know that they are basically, like, fucking up. Again, I don't research anything. So, I don't really know what's going on from the little, like, headlines I've read. Because basically what I do is I just read a headline and go, okay, so that's true. Um, And then I kind of just make up the rest to fit what I think that headline was trying to say. Um, So, from just reading headlines and then making up shit, it seems like the players are being fucked over by the owners... And now the players do not want to play, which will in turn fuck over the owners in some way. Um, I kind of think that just nobody cares. (laughs) Like, I don't think there's anybody who's like, God damn, I was so excited for baseball. I've never heard somebody say, like, I can't wait for the baseball season to start. 
Also, the fucking 160 games, each game feels like it takes 10 hours. And, like, how can you not decide who's the best team in less than 100? It takes you 160 games to figure out who's the best team in, in the league. It takes the NFL, what, 16, 17 games this year? Oh, and then not including playoffs, so whatever, 20 games at the most. The, the NFL can do this shit in 20 games. And you fuckers have to do it in, it takes you really about 180 if you count playoffs. So, I don't know what the fuck, how it's that difficult. It's whoever the, it's whoever scores the most runs is the best team. It shouldn't take 180 games to figure that shit out. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, wait, and then, like, what's the, the fucking appeal to baseball is that, hey, the tickets are only 30 bucks. Well, I'd fucking hope so. There's 100 and goddamn 80 games. Um, it's like, yeah, well, it's way cheaper than NFL. Yeah, there's fucking 20 football games if your team makes it to the Super Bowl. In regular season, there's 17 games now. So, yeah, no shit the tickets are more expensive. It's a bigger deal, and football's way fucking better. Um, hockey and basketball are more expensive than baseball, but less expensive than football. Why is that? Because there's 80 goddamn games, which is still too much. Baseball, if they wanted to make baseball exciting, actually, if they wanted to make all sports more exciting, uh, I mean, football, you kind of, you can't really keep adding games because people are just going to end up fucking, I mean, their brains are going to look like tapioca pudding. But base, uh, baseball, hockey, basketball, if you wanted to make those sports more entertaining, which I do love basketball and I like hockey, fuck baseball. Make them 30 games, 30-game seasons, and we'll see how that's when shit will get more exciting. Because you know what? Like, the NBA is only fun to watch after the All-Star break. And even then, it's really, not, it's really like right at that little cusp before playoffs and then playoffs. That's really, like, the only exciting time to watch basketball. You know what? Basketball is fun to watch. Fucking March Madness. You know why? Because they play Two halves. I mean, they play short-ass games. So every game is decided by, like, I mean, fucking four points. I mean, there's, like, a four-point to eight-point difference. And, I mean, if, if a team scores is up eight points, I mean, that's damn near a blowout for a March Madness tournament. Those games are super fucking exciting. I don't know anybody on these teams. It's not like I'm a fan of any of the teams, like Gonzaga. I don't even know where the hell that is or what it is. Um, like it's a bunch of schools I've never heard of Loyola, Gonzaga, what else? I mean, every once in a while you'll see like, oh, Duke, I've heard of that shit. <laughs> uh, like, I, I mean, but it's way more exciting because there's hardly any game. I mean, the games are fucking fast paced, short games, and there ain't a lot of them. That is how all sports should be. Football has this shit right. 17 games. So if you lose... I mean, that's not, I mean, you could get fucked off of one loss. Basketball, shit, you could lose 10 games in a row. Nobody gives a shit. Like, yeah, well, it didn't matter. We got another 70 fucking games. And then baseball, it's like, okay, when you have 160 games, why would you even care about winning a game? Like, if you lose, it's like, well, I mean, who gives a fuck? We lost one out of, I mean, we still got 150 more of these motherfuckers. Like, and yeah, and then the, I mean the appeal is like, oh yeah, tickets are thirty bucks, and you can get like a free fucking hot dog. Great. So I, really, I paid thirty bucks for a fucking cold ass hot dog and an eight ounce beer, which is basically 
I mean, the beer is not for free. The beer is like fucking 15 bucks. So really, you're paying 45 bucks to get a beer and a hot dog. Because the game, you may as well just watch this shit at your house. It is not more fun to watch this shit in person. I've been to multiple baseball games. It ain't that fun. I've never been to an NFL game. And I kind of actually don't want to. Because NFL seems like it's actually more fun to watch at home. But basketball is way more fun in person. And hockey and hockey's way more fun in person. Baseball is just not fun no matter what. They could be playing it right now in my backyard, and I wouldn't I would not even look out my window. Like, oh, yeah, I guess there's baseball going on. Who gives a fuck? <sighs> Anyways. Until they bring back steroids. And even then it needs to be everybody juiced up. Like people that look like Mark McGuire, Jason Giambi, R.I.P. Jeremy Giambi, Sammy Sosa. Like, that's, that is the prime. That is when I actually did watch baseball a little bit as a kid. Because it was a bunch of people who looked like fucking, like the, a bunch of people that looked like Triple H out there just cranking fucking 500-foot home runs. Until that happens again, I ain't watching this shit. So they can stay in a lockout for fucking ever for all I care. Jesus Christ. So, anyways, baseball's over. Thank God. <laughs> All right. So, um, we have. So, for the past, what, two weeks now? Oh, God damn, my ass hurts. Hmm, had a little fun last night. No, okay. So, um, for the past, like, two weeks, I've been doing a, um, little like new segment where I take a movie that I like that I think is kind of underrated usually pretty weird movies but that's the kind of movies I like and just talk about that movie (laughs) it is I guess a movie review for movies that are about as old as I am not really sure what the fucking demand is for that but (laughs) oh well I like doing it so who cares um, so I did Bully, and then last week did 8mm, which hopefully, the goal is that you will actually go watch these movies, and get some sort of an idea of what entertainment I like. Like, my, my entertainment comes in the form of weird movies, wrestling, and NFL. That's about where I get all my entertainment from, so... That should kind of give you like an insight into whatever the fuck is going on in here. Um, so this week is going to be a good one, especially if you like porn and murder, which he doesn't. Uh, is going to be this movie. Look at that. Wonderland. So Wonderland is a movie that came out in 2003. Stars uh, my favorite actor of all time, Val Kilmer. Um by the time this comes out, I'll just go and say R.I.P. Because <laughs> who the fuck knows? Um, as Val Kilmer, Kate Bosworth, Lisa Kudrow, Dylan McDermott, Carrie Fisher, Tim Blake Nelson, Paris Hilton's in it for a little bit, Josh Lucas, M.C. Ganey, who's been in a lot of shit. So I come on those people that you don't know his name, but when they whenever you see him, like, oh, I know who the fuck that is. Actually, a lot of the people in this movie are people like that. Like Josh Lucas... I'm sure most of you don't know who Josh Lucas is, but if you watch any, I think it's like Ford or Dodge commercials. He's the guy who does the voice of that. He's also in Glory Road. Um, anyways, actually quite a few 
really good actors in it, especially Valcom. This is, without a doubt, this might be Valcomer's like best performance of all time. It's hard for me to put that above the doors because I did go through like a weird Jim Morrison phase whenever I was you know about eighteen. Uh, I had like kind of a weird obsession with Jim Morrison and the movie The Doors. But in honesty, Wonderland is probably a better performance. So take that down. So, um, oh, also Janine Garofalo is in this movie, which I mean. Who fucking cares? But still. <laughs> so just to give kind of some uh, background of Wonderland. So Wonderland is a true story about the murder of a group of people who lived in this place called Wonderland Avenue. And these like Wonderland apartment buildings. Um, so this all happened in the 70s, like, uh, you know late seventies when porn was kind of like first getting like some like mainstream success after like deep throat. And, uh, one of the guys who was like one of the first big, like famous porn stars was a guy named John Holmes who went by the name Johnny Wad. <laughs> and he was like famous for having a 13 inch penis, which, you know, must be nice. <laughs> but he, um, he was also a massive piece of shit and a massive drug addict. And he hung out with these people who were also drug addicts, kind of low-level criminals uh, at the Wonderland Apartments on Wonderland Avenue in Los Angeles. So this is all happening in, like, downtown – or not downtown Los Angeles, but, like, kind of the Laurel Canyon area where a lot of weird shit happens for some reason. So um, – so, John Holmes is hanging out with these friends. John Holmes is also friends with this guy named Eddie Nash, who is a legitimate, like, mafia criminal. Like, not like his friends at Wonderland who just, you know, they meant, like, rob, you know, rob somebody here and there. Like, no, like, Eddie Nash is a fucking legit criminal. Uh, but John Holmes is friends with both of them. And Eddie Nash is friends with John Holmes because John Holmes is a porn star. So he has porn star friends. So he wants to be in that world with them. So there's all just these connections between these two groups of people. Ah, fuck me. <laughs> who don't know each other. So they have never met each other. The Wonderland people, Eddie Nash and his little group. Um, They're saying, so John Holmes is already kind of getting in a shit situation with his friends. At Wonderland because he kind of just shows up and does all their drugs and doesn't put in on it. Um, which, you know, complete asshole move in general. So, rightfully, they are like, hey, dickhead. Like, we know you're famous and that's great. But you just come and do all of our coke and you don't fucking pay, give us any money to get more coke. So, John was like, oh, no, 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 I got an idea. Um, we should... Like, I'm friends with this guy, Eddie Nash. Eddie Nash is a criminal, blah, blah, blah. We can sell these guns to him because he knows how to, like, you know, sell, like, antique guns on the black market and all this stuff. So they go, and then Eddie Nash is like, there's no fucking way we're selling these guns. Like, these guns are so antique that they're easily traceable back to you, and we can't have that. So I'm going to go ahead and keep the guns because <laughs> I want them. But uh, <laughs> I'm not giving you guys any money for it. Uh, John Holmes comes back and is like, uh, we have an issue. Eddie Nash did not give me money for the guns. And also, 
um, did not give me back the guns. So they're pretty pissed off, and they kind of don't even believe him, rightfully so, because he's John Holmes, kind of piece of shit. Um, so then they're like, well, motherfucker, you owe us a lot of money. Like, not just for the guns, but for the crazy amount of cocaine that you've been doing for free with us. So John Holmes creates this plan where he's like, hey, because I know Eddie Nash really well, I could go to his house and buy drugs, and when I'm there, leave the kitchen door unlocked, and you guys can come in and rob him. And they're like, well, fuck yeah, let's do that. So John Holmes goes to his house, buys um, like buys some uh, coke from Eddie Nash, leaves the door unlocked. Later that day, the four guys from Wonderland rush in, beat the shit out of Eddie Nash, rob him for over a million dollars and a bunch of jewelry, guns, like and drugs. They also shoot his bodyguard. Doesn't kill him, but just shoots him and take off. And Eddie Nash doesn't know what the doesn't know who did it, doesn't know anything about it. John Holmes, who is a complete fucking idiot, starts walking around Los Angeles wearing the jewelry that was stolen out of Eddie Nash's house. So someone sees it and calls Eddie Nash and goes, Hey, motherfucker, I think I know who robbed you. And they go find John Holmes, bring him back to Eddie Nash's house, and beat the shit out of him. And they're like, Hey, look. We have an idea where we aren't. So, first, Eddie Nash finds John Holmes' like address book, and is like, "I'm going to start going through every person on here and killing every single person, unless you tell me who it was that robbed me, because I know you know, son of a bitch, because you're wearing my goddamn jewelry, just walking around the fucking city." Um, he's like, I'll start with your mom. Then I'll go to your ex-wife. Like I will kill everybody in this book. So John Holmes is like, Oh fuck. All right. I got to tell you. So he tells him, he's like, Hey, it's my friends that, you know, I hang out with and do drugs with or, you know, tells him like the whole story. So John Holmes is like, all right, great. I have an idea then we're going to not Eddie Nash, but his two big ass bodyguards. So like, they're going to take you to that apartment and we're going to get my shit back. They're not obviously not going to let these two in by themselves. So you're going to go with them and basically like be like, hey, it's John. Like, I need to come in. And then they'll let him in and then you're going to get my shit back. That's what he tells John Holmes. What really the plan is, they're going to kill the people there with lead pipes. So it works. John Holmes is able to get in and the two guys immediately go room to room and just start bashing everyone's heads in with lead pipes and they make John Holmes do it so they're like grabbing John like John like it's your turn and like make him kill some of the people with lead pipes one of the guys name is like Ron Linnaeus who John Holmes like personally kills with a lead pipe because his handprint is he put his hand up against the wall when he's hitting him so his hand is in the blood um so pretty easy to put John Holmes into this situation uh, you know connect them to it so then that's what happens that's the story of like the wonderland murders um and then that's and that's what the movie is based about so val kilmer obviously plays john holmes uh this guy eric bogosian plays eddie nash eric bogosian is also in like uncut gems um fucking amazing actor um also like i mean it is it's a fucking it's kind of a tough movie to watch because it's fucking brutal but also it's just like Jesus, it makes cocaine not look good. <laughs> Which, on paper, 
it it's even to even on paper it still sounds bad. It sounds like the exact worst drug uh, on the planet. Like on paper, heroin sounds amazing. Like you just fucking basically fall asleep and like like feeling like you're in a cloud. Like that is amazing. Cocaine. I've never in my life been like God. I want to do something that makes me like more amped up. I fucking ugh, fuck that. So, um. Anyways. So that's the story. So, like, John Holmes doesn't even get in any trouble because he, basically, I think, becomes, like, a witness and is, like, um, or no, 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 no. So they, I think they, they end up not being able to convict him because there's, like, really no for sure evidence that John Holmes was there at the murders and participated in the murders, even though it is now known, like, oh, yeah, he was there and murdered some of them. Um, Eddie Nash ends up going to prison, like, later on. But it's not. I don't, it's not for the one glam murders. It's just for you know, like criminal behavior that he was already doing and kept doing. And then I think Eddie Nash died in prison, like in the late nineties, maybe. Um, but and John Holmes ended up dying too. So John Holmes' piece of shitness did not end with Wonderland. So John Holmes also, because he was such a hardcore drug addict, people in the porn industry were like, "Dude, we're done working with you." Like, we do not want to fucking work with you anymore. Like, you're, like, you're unreliable. You're kind of a fucking asshole to people. Like, it's just not going to work out. So, John Holmes is, like, just bankrupt. Like, he's lost all his money. and But is still doing drugs. So, he needs money to fuel this drug habit. So, he starts doing gay porn. And he starts doing that into... And and occasionally he's going back and doing like straight porn also, but it's nowhere near at like the peak fame that he had in the seventies. But he's doing a lot of gay porn because it's like this is how he makes money. Uh, there's this little thing that happens in the eighties called AIDS, and John Holmes gets AIDS from doing gay porn, but he's also and knows he has it, knows he is just fucking riddled with AIDS, still does porn like straight porn doesn't tell anybody he has AIDS. So he ends up giving AIDS to a lot of people. Like hundreds of women, like young women who are in the porn industry ends up giving them AIDS because he is a fucking horrible person. Um, so now that I'm kind of thinking about this, I don't know why I like this movie so much because it's not the story of a good, there's no good person in this movie at all. Everyone in this movie sucks. <laughs> Like, I mean, you kind of root for Eddie Nash for the most part because it's like, well, at least he wasn't, you know, giving people AIDS. Anyway, so the movie is, I highly recommend it. Not, I mean, the acting is amazing. Val Kilmer is fucking incredible. Um, the soundtrack is also fucking awesome. It starts with Shooting Star by Bad Company, which is an amazing song, and ends with, so I should say, Kate Bosworth plays John Holmes' girlfriend in the movie who I think he actually ended up giving AIDS to in the 80s. And, yeah, not good. But she puts his girlfriend at the end. They're driving off in this, like, car. And it's playing if you, could read by, if you Could Read My Mind by Gordon Lightfoot. Fucking incredible. If you could read my mind. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. And, the like, the main cast is great. So it has Val Kilmer, Kate Bosworth, it also has Lisa Kudrow, who, not a fan of. Definitely the ugliest person who was on Friends. Um, I mean, Ross is, you know, more fuckable than Lisa Kudrow. But, 
Um, she's actually really good in it. There's a, a bathtub scene in the movie that is fucking wild. And really, both of them should have been nominated for Oscars for this one goddamn scene. There's a scene after the murders, John Holmes covered in blood and shows up at Lisa Kudrow's house. Lisa Kudrow is like his ex-wife. Um, and she's like, what the fuck happened to you? And she thinks that he's been hurt, like that he's fucking, you know, gotten in a wreck or something because he's just covered in blood. So she sits him in a bathtub and she's like, we need to take you to the hospital. He's like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like, but he's like, he's gone, like out of it because he just saw, I mean, the people were his friends. He just was a shithead of a friend. Um, but he just saw them all just get their, like, basically like their brains shot out from fucking lead pipes. So he is gone. Um, he's in the bathroom and she's like scrubbing him like in the bunk. She's like, she's like, I don't see a wound. I don't see a wound. This isn't your blood. This isn't your blood. And it gets, I mean, it is an intense scene in that movie. We're like, Oh my God, this is getting wild. Um, so yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's great. It's Val Kilmer's last good movie for sure. And now, I mean, he'll never be in another movie. Probably not like, you know, for real. Um, it is actually really sad. If you haven't watched the Val documentary, I mean, good fucking luck. It's, <sighs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough seeing him in Wonderland and then seeing him in the in the documentary. You're like, fuck, man. Should have put down the fucking cigarettes. But then again, I also smoke like, you know, a pack a day, so I can't really say much. Um, so I guess to do like a little trivia about the movie. Um, so just some of the stuff I found, which is pretty interesting. So, um... The original, I don't know why I was like doing this, like finding like original cast, or who was like originally supposed to be in it. Um, For the most part, the cast is like the exact same as who was originally supposed to be in it. Like, except for the Kate Bosworth part. The Kate Bosworth part was originally given to Christina Applegate, which I've been, Christina Applegate from Married with Children, Anchorman. Um, The reason that she turned it down, which I don't know whether the directors or casting people knew this, is that Christina Applegate grew up on Wonderland Avenue and remembered being a little girl and seeing a bunch of bloody mattresses get taken out of that room or out of that apartment and just set on the fucking street waiting for the dump trucks to pick them up. So she was like, fuck that. I am <laughs> I am not reliving that shit again. Um, which I thought was pretty fucking interesting. Like, out of all the people that they went to, somebody who actually, like, had some connection to it. Um... Also, the, um, there is, I mean, this is kind of a whole other story, but whatever. Uh, when, um, when John Holmes goes to Eddie Nash's house to rob them, there's a guy in the house, not in the movie, in real life. There's a guy in the house, which they don't, they sort of like hint to it in the movie. Um, but there's a guy in the house who, um ends up being like really connected to both John Holmes and Eddie Nash. This guy's name is Scott Thorson. So Scott Thorson, if that name does sound familiar, he is the guy. So before, so he is a hardcore drug addict at this time, like hardcore coke addict. Um, Really good friends with Eddie Nash because Eddie Nash is a drug dealer. But he's also good friends with John Holmes because they just run in weird circles. Um, Scott Thorson also is the lover of Liberace, or was, I mean, they're both fucking dead now, but Scott Thorson was the lover of Liberace. Scott Thorson also was a person who testified in this whole Eddie Nash murder trial, which is amazing they don't bring this into the movie, because Scott Thorson is one of the weirdest human beings 
that has ever lived. So Scott Thorson, when he was a young dude, met Liberace, who was an older fuck. I mean, Liberace's probably in his 50s. Um, Scott Thurston was just like this young dude who was like, hey, like, I'm from, you know, kind of a shithole place. Um, but I'm like, I mean, I guess apparently he's a pretty attractive guy, especially as a young man. And he ends up meeting Liberace, and Liberace fucking becomes fascinated by him because he's like this young, hot dude. Liberace has this weird fetish about wanting to fuck a younger version of himself. So... He gives he has over a hundred thousand dollars worth of plastic surgery done to Scott Thorson to make him look like Liberace. So his cheeks, his his chin is uh, broadened or whatever. He has like a chin implant, cheek implants, skin change. Like, and Scott Thorson goes from looking like whatever, like a kind of just normal white dude with brown hair, to looking like Liberace uh, within a couple of years, and then they kind of have like this weird falling out and Scott Thorson ends up just going off the fucking deep end because now he's like, I mean, he doesn't even look like himself anymore. I mean, he's fucked. So, um, but Scott Thorson was heavily involved with all this shit, which is pretty interesting. And it's never mentioned really once in the fucking movie, which is pretty wild. Um, also, if you haven't seen behind the candelabra, that's a great miniseries that shows, the weird shit that was going on between Liberace and Scott Thorson. Scott Thorson is played by Matt Damon. Liberace is played by Michael Douglas. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, that is actually what Scott Thorson looked like in real life. He looked like Matt Damon, like almost exactly like him. And then he was made to look like Liberace by Liberace and this crazy fucking plastic surgeon. Um, I think Scott Thorson ended up committing suicide not that long. Or like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. I feel like I remember hearing that he died. I don't know. Um, I was trying to see if there was anything else. Uh, have a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this it's kind of fucked up. So when you watch the movie, there are scenes, the scene, the murder scenes, where there's parts where, like, you know, as John Holmes is hitting someone, the second that the lead pipe would be hitting him, it cuts to, like, a, a picture of a dead person with their head came in. Um, that's real. That is not like a studio makeup thing. They took the real crime scene pictures and put them into the movie so that the hit ends with the picture of the actual person, which probably in bad taste. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it does make the whole scene way more, uh, I mean, even more intense than, you know, it really needed to be. Um, So that's a little bit of trivia that's a little unsettling. But the last little bit of trivia is not. So <laughs> when the movie came out, it was like, you know, a film festival movie. Like, I don't it did not get like a wide release. Um, when it was being released at the film festivals, like, you know, all these movies that go to like Cannes and um, Sundance, like all these different film festivals they, in Tribeca, they get like, everybody's there gets like a little like pamphlet that has, you know, the cast, the directors. So most of the people, a lot of these movies in film festivals, nobody even knows shit about them. Um, they don't know who these people are that are directing them. Like, it's all, like, a lot of, like, up-and-coming, like, indie people. Um, I mean, Wonderland, obviously, everybody knows who... Everybody knew, like, the whole cast was for the most part. Um, so whenever they're giving out the pamphlets, there was a 13-inch... A 13-and-a-half-inch ruler <laughs> that came with them so that people could, like, as they're watching a movie, be like, oh, so that's how big uh, <laughs> old John Holmes's pecker was. Uh, which I think is a fucking genius marketing, but... Also, 
If you ever get your hand on a 13 and a half inch ruler, you realize, like, Jesus Christ, this dude was fucking packing. Um, like, had to have had hip problems. Like, fucking hip dysplasia like a damn German Shepherd. <laughs> so, anyways, go check out Wonderland. Came out in 2003. I mean... There's not really any way to spoil it. I mean, it's all a fucking true story. You could just read the Wikipedia page about the Wonderland murders. But, um, yeah, really interesting movie. Great soundtrack, great actor. Val Kilmer's the greatest actor of all time. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, damn, I shouldn't have done that. Well, anyways, I'll feed you saying.